There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Play the music. Hello, Egg Chasers. It's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take self or the game too seriously. And here we are in the rugby dungeon. Um, well, and let, well, I mean, this should be a very, very short podcast, shouldn't it, lads? <laughs> That's uh, it. The world has ended. JB is right there, laying on his chaise long like Kate Winslet in Titanic. Exactly. Hello, Tim. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And there is Phil. Hello, Tim. Um, I'm, I mean, we know we're living in strange times when Phil was late. <laughs> you were late. You've never been late for anything. I, I'm occasionally late for something. Uh, it was um, trying to sneak in a gym session between putting Thomas to bed and getting so here. So sneaky. And I, I overran with my last few sets of squats. Ah, so apolog- twenty minutes worth of squats. Apologies. Well, that's a bit, I could have been on time, but I would have been stinking mm. um, without showering. So see. I, I, I went for a, a 3,000 metre swim today, so that counts, does it, as, as a workout? It, I, it definitely does. <laughs> yeah. I genuinely um, looked up squat racks on eBay today, because oh. yeah. I, I, I suddenly thought, uh, I want to be able to do something if, yeah. I'm, if I'm stuck around at home. That, oh, well, that, e-gaming, mate. That is e-gaming. E-gaming. Gaming, gaming, e-sports. <laughs> e-sports, yeah. God, I'm an old You can't guy. get much of a sweat on, you can't get much of a sweat on with e- e-sports. JB, just turn yourself down a tiny, tiny bit. There we go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, e-gaming, go. it's like when my dad says, uh, the play box. The play, yeah. <laughs> the Nintendo play box. The game station. <laughs> you know, one, one of the um, good things was me investing in a home gym last year, so I can just stride downstairs into my cellar and exactly. do a, a pretty decent workout. I've got a chin-up bar and that's it. You can do a pretty de- decent workout. Oh, yeah, I've got a chin bar and those little straps, you know, the CrossFit straps. CrossFit straps? Yeah, the oh. ring dips, the ring... T- the oh, the ring TRX. TRX, yeah. TRX. The ring things, those. <laughs> They're very good. They're very good. Well, yeah. 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 I just need to find the key to my back door now and then I can use them. <laughs> Weird times. Here we are. And the only rugby that's been on this weekend... Uh, well, in terms of been on. There's loads of rugby been on, and which we'll touch on. The but Intermediate Cup was on. The only televised <laughs> rugby that's been on was Rugby League. And today there was some rugby league today. I, I watched part of two games, including Newcastle Thunder versus Dewsbury, yeah. which you know you're getting desperate. Fell down, tiny t- bit. Sorry, there you go. I don't know what's going on here. It's yeah. all right. Dewsbury, yeah. You know you're getting desperate when you watch watching low level rugby league. Uh, Is it Newcastle Thunder? Were you, they not Gateshead Thunder? I think they were at one point. They, they were definitely badged in this game as Newcastle Thunder. Newcastle and Thunder, and then Saints Cass or Castleford Cass, Cass Saints. I can't speak. That was a good game. They are good games. Um, I did watch a little bit of Super Rugby as well. My beloved Hurricanes. Who got a win? Came from behind away at the Chiefs. Very very good. With um, Jordy Barrett kicking the points to win it. Well, I, I also watched lots of rugby this weekend. I watched Talk H uh, 
on the sidelines. You were, you were actually there for five minutes, Phil. Slightly, slightly more than five minutes. Uh, ten minutes, maybe. Maybe, maybe ten minutes. <laughs> uh, what was it like, Phil? What was the standard like? Um, so, top eight for the better team. Your hooker scored a... I thought it was a winger. Yeah, I was, hooker. By the way, that's how a slow hooker. <laughs> you want to say a fast hooker? What, it was like watching. Like? How, how big are they? Are there... there's, there's a few big lads. The lad that you wanted to play tight head prop, the second row. Yeah, he's going to be awesome. I couldn't tell how big he was when he was stood on the pitch, and then when you went to chat to him at half time, I was like, God, he is a he's enormous. He's a big bloke. He's enormous and in shape. No, we've got a big pack. We've got a seriously big pack. <laughs> I, I do like when you go down to lower leagues and you sort of. Um, the one thing I like about say level what is it level seven. Uh, whatever, yeah, yeah, about, about around level seven. What I like about w- when you get to that level and below is you you can have some real units, and you can have some real out of shape, yeah, out of oh. shape lads. As I'm well. not saying these lads are out of shape. I'm not saying that because it's disrespectful. But we played uh, Liverpool St Helens a few weeks ago, who came with an enormous pack weighing, I would say, twenty kilograms per man more, more. than us, <laughs> right in the front row. And uh, how, how how did you fare? We. We handily dispatch them, <laughs> but it's not the point. Yeah, yeah the, go on. Sorry, you were going. No, to no, say. I just, I just like it. The, the, the all shapes and sizes. Is, it is. It's very still, true. it's still there at international level because you've got you know Cheslin Colby, Fafter Clerk al- alongside Ebenezer. Yeah. so it's still there. But, but even more so, and in a very different way. There's every shape and size on lower level rugby pitches, and I, and I really love it for that. Well, the, well a, a, t- a team that is. Is very much like that in the northwest. Is witness, so they were in action this this week in the intermediate cup. They lost. I think they were on a like thirty five game winning streak. It was an immense win- winning streak all the way from twenty eighteen, and they lost. I'm trying to remember the a, a team from Halifax beat uh, oh. and, and beat them. But their tight head prop, their loose head prop, who I propped against again. I would say he's got a good twenty kilograms on me. On Not all good. <laughs> Not all good. <laughs> um, but. Scored two, but also scored two tries. But the, the in his di- mini cup, which is quite quite good. The differential at that level between the physiques, because you get some guys who like seriously hammer the gym, um, and some guys who don't hammer the gym at all have never hammered the gym. So the differential is enormous. But also the differential between how good someone looks and how well they play Absolutely. is enormous. The, generally, when you watch that level, you'll see someone, you're like, why on earth? He's, he's enormous, he's athletic, he's got big shoulders, big thighs, tiny waist. And then you watch him play and yes, say, 100%. that's why he's playing at this 100%. level. I've got to say, though, Talk H is a bit different. Talk H, I'd say I'm comfortably... The most out of shape guy in that pack, <laughs> really, by some by some distance. And you've you've been doing a bit more uh, training recently as well. A little bit more, marginally, marginally more. But yeah, we're in pretty good nick actually by level seven standards. <laughs> I mean, we're not we're, we're not disgusting, is what I'm saying. And the, the higher up the leagues you go, the more out of shape someone is, the better they the, are. The better they actually yeah. are, which is yeah, which is like worrying. Bag, yeah, yeah, when they look like a bag of span. Oh, Thomas Waldron. No, you know, yeah, yeah. Don't want to be unkind to, to Thomas the Tommy, Tommy Francis, international quality prop. Yeah, yeah. So it, it does happen. I the mean, I, are, uh, bags of spanners. Th- there is oh, an element oh, where sometimes it's just there are some people who just have weight that they un- keep in unfortunate places. So Thomas Waldrum 
and Jamie George, for example, have that thing. They're both. They're probably what their body fat was probably, well, probably is in Jamie George's case. His body fat is probably ten percent, ten twelve. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Jamie maybe George, not much more I bet than Jamie that. George is a phenomenal. I mean, you have to be yeah. a phenomenal athlete. To yeah, play of course he is. Eddie Jones. Exactly and play the play. position that play he plays, he plays, and move like he does when he gets the opportunity in the wild channel, yeah. wide channels. He's an unbelievable athlete. Yeah, he doesn't, and it, it doesn't help Jamie Jones when you're stood. Jamie George. Sorry, Jamie George, when you're stood next to. Ellis Genge and Mario Toji <laughs> um, and Sam Underhill and Tom Curry uh, and Owen Farrell and uh, Jonathan Joseph when you stood next to those boys who are all just absolutely cut and, uh, our friend Andy Good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the talented guys to play ten in my in, in, in my opinion yeah. Sen- sensationally talented yeah baller so uh, on this podcast we, we will touch upon some of the kind of grassroots stuff and in fact we're definitely we want to kind of resurrect some of the things we used to do in the summers when we, you know, as the Egg Chasers podcast, as you know, for the last five, this is our sixth season, we keep going 52 weeks a year. Not even coronavirus will, uh, will stop exactly. this. Exactly. Well, t- touch wood. <laughs> yeah. Touch wood. Yeah. We're keeping our uh, safe distancing three feet between us. Yeah. Is Although, it three feet? I thought it was six, six metres or two metres. Uh, six metres? Two metres. <laughs> two metres. Two metres. Two metres. About, about six, six metres. Foot. Um, so... Uh, yeah, we, we want to resurrect some things. Um, I think we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. We'll, we'll sort of have, we'll have a live kind of brainstorm about about what we're going to do. But I, I think with the fact that it appears that Premiership rugby, just like the Pro 14 and and French leagues and things, it looks like the Premiership rugby is going to announce possibly by the time you listen to this podcast, if not imminently, that they are going to have a postponement mm-hmm. of the league. For a length of time, it's being rumoured it being initially four weeks, maybe announcing eight weeks, maybe trying to get it finished in July or whatever. So I thought, let's just imagine we are the board of a Premiership Rugby Club. Let's, let's, let's imagine that. Let's imagine that, and, le- and then let's war game what the considerations are, what we have to think about, what the pitfalls are, what the solutions might be. Okay, so I'm going to kick off with, there are there are no good scenarios here. In, in from which perspective? Because because you could break this in a few ways. You could break this in Not terms of so like revenues would be one. Like the, the fin- financial stability of the clubs is is vitally important. Yes. Another angle would be coming if the season is going to kick off at some point this season or at any point in future. How do you prepare your players to be to maintain condition to play a rugby game when you don't know when that next rugby game is going to be? Yeah, I I literally. Have no idea, like, and how, I, how how do you communicate? So, how, so you've got sorry, st- sorry, sorry, just just pull Phil down a little tiny bit, teeny tiny bit. Uh, one two three, one two three, yeah, one yeah, two perfect, three, one perfect, two three. Perfect, sorry, just cool. Some, um, so, so should we start off with that? Um, the the macro picture. So the financial stability is the fundamental problem yeah. for clubs right yeah. now. That is the biggest problem in my mind. It, yeah, it is. I have no doubt that there are clubs out there who are incredibly time limited I think that they've probably got six weeks to go uh, something like that before this really starts to bite and they can't maintain themselves As it, so they've got six weeks of cash reserves if they were continuing I to pay I would say they don't even have that what I would say is they are going to be leaning on their benefactors so if you think about how a rugby club is structured you've got your revenue coming in from your match days uh, your TV money which we'll have to talk about in a minute because that is Really, really scary. Other functions, conferences, or yep. things yep. like that. If you have that, 
and then you benefactor money who has to shovel money in every month in order to make sure that the lights go on it it is that simple Mm. so yeah that's that's where they're at so that that is that's a genuine concern in the rugby world that is also a concern outside of the rugby world so like Mm. people know i work in construction big construction company if we can't get men to the coal face and we can't actually build things we get no revenues coming in and yeah. we've got a lot of directly employed staff to the tune of tens of millions of pounds of wage bills per month, which there is a big issue. There, this is this is a this is a global problem. Yeah. Oh, well, I just think about the. So I think the thing with a rugby club is that lots of businesses are profitable, and when you're profitable, you can have yeah. cash reserves and you can do all those good things, right? If yeah. it's a business, or it's not a business really, is it? If it's not profitable, it's not really... I know it's called a business, but it's not really a business. Yeah, it's a plaything for the... Yeah, if your plaything, right, is now losing you money, and say if you are in the construction business yourself... Yeah. You're, you're, you, the thing which the club is meant to be generating new business for is also losing money. The thing which <laughs> yeah. funds a thing which loses is, um, is, is, not, is not profitable... You're not going to continue. How long? Even these incredibly wealthy men that own rugby clubs have a limit to what they can spend of their own personal wealth. Because that's where it's going to have to come from eventually. It's their own personal wealth. Now, if there are games not being played, there are certain costs that won't be incurred. So you'll have match day staff, which is not good for the match day staff. But there are costs that you can presumably relatively easily reduce. Unless those are contractual... Because well, this, this is this is the thing. Yeah. How much do you? How much are they going to be obligated to pay? Like, can they say to stewards, "Sorry, we're not paying that because we don't need you." Well, like, well, because because yeah, G four S. So in my case, for example, and there'll be lots of people like me who who work in rugby on a freelance, freelance basis. Yeah. I don't work. I don't get paid. So that yeah. that's gone. Yeah, so my, that, my my money is gone. It's just yes. puff of smoke now. If that's the same, but it's um, but do rugby clubs have a deal they have to pay G four S because they had a contract? Well, I don't know. If they were directly employed by the club, like stewards and whatnot, I think there's an argument to say that basically you're freelance, you're not salaried, yeah. like you, you don't come in. Yeah. If, however, you got a contract for all your home games for the rest of the season to be covered by G4S, I wouldn't be surprised if G4S then enforced that, saying, look, you've contracted us for X amount of games. So, but the, but so, you, but like, like you say, this know. is something that a lot of businesses and a lot of companies are going to be going yeah. through at the minute. The, yeah, the biggest the, problem, right, is that where is your... Income is variable. Your ex- your cost base is fixed. A, l- a lot of it is fixed. Yeah. There, there will be variable costs within that. Policing on match days, for example. Yeah. If you don't have a match day, I would assume you wouldn't pay the policing costs. Yeah. yeah. But, um, and there will be certain members of the staff will be like that. Yeah, but, right. but I think you're right. I think a higher proportion of the cost will be fixed. It significant because players yeah. play wages, which are £7 million pounds of, or, or more when you include the marquee players, let's say £8 million pounds well, on average, looking... of clubs generally turn over between 15 and £20 million. Pounds. Yeah. So the biggest pro- single proportion will be the players' wages. Yeah. And those are they are fixed up to a date up to a point in time well here, here's, a, here's a little thought is if games don't go ahead the clubs are losing not only are they losing match day money revenue from bars and all the rest of it kit sales in the club shop they're losing all of that and they're going to have to pay back supporters who are saying yeah. I didn't get my season ticket Ooh. and I wonder how season ticket holders react to this so if I was the club I mean it's so difficult isn't it to Ooh. say season tickets to go like, mm. look we can't give you the money back because if you if we do 
there won't be any season tickets next year because yeah. there'll be no one to give it to. So some clubs have always started have already started selling season tickets. Uh, Northampton, so they might have a shed load of season ticket money already in the bank, which will be very helpful for, for next season. Yeah, but if you're somebody else and you're going to get your season tickets up and running next week or the week after, I'm not even sure you're going to sell them. Mm. I mean, you just won't. People aren't going. I mean, like for you, for you know, in your situation, Tim, you might decide to reprioritize uh, your money because maybe a season ticket isn't the wisest financial decision for you anyway. Yeah, but you'd. If you're not going to get one quarter of this season or a higher percentage of that, what you've paid out for this season, you might want some money back, particularly if you yourself are in a difficult financial position. Yeah. Now, there'll be some people who can say, look, I could do the money back from my club, but the strength and stability of, of Gloucester or Northampton or whoever it is, is more important. So I, I will happily waive the expenditure for this season. But you're exactly right, Jay. Clubs right now would be getting season tickets bought for next season yeah. advance sales to get the cash in the bank, and, and that you, will not be happening. And if you've got a good ground, so um, I guess you'd look at someone, I don't know, uh, someone like Wasps who have a, a good they, ground. They've probably got the best facilities in the league in terms of their, yeah. their actual stadium. If they've got a concert going on, can the they win that concert? The Killers in May. Yeah. Have they got the Killers? Well, they had the Killers in May. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's more your area, Tim, of like events and concerts and it's whatnot. It's about as big as it gets. But yeah, that, yeah, that is a that's a, that's a big quite a lot. Yeah, because it'd be presumably it's a thirty thousand seater stadium, isn't it? So configured 60,000 Yeah, if we people. configured, that's a lot of revenue. Yeah, that's huge. So you can see what I, it would not surprise me Ooh. if some of these clubs do not reemerge, or they're going to have to take some very very drastic drastic decisions. Very very soon, and luckily there are some cards for them to play, but yeah, it's it's going to be tough. So, what are the solutions then, potentially? What or what? Well, what could be the? Yeah, yeah. How could how can we keep a Premiership happening if we assume it doesn't happen this season, but they are able to start in September? How and, and these clubs have this huge shortfall. Other than just rich benefactors writing off several more million pounds of unexpected <laughs> losses when well, when they might be. In, um, incurring yeah. similar losses in their other businesses. That's the first thing you've got to hope for. The first thing yeah. you've got to hope for is that your benefactor is wealthy enough to weather this storm. Like, that's what you've got to hope. Because if he or she is not, that's when you're going to get problems. Because I think, what is it? There's two clubs which are not run by benefactors. Uh, Exeter, Exeter, Exeter. Depending on how you look at their situation. Yeah. You can look at it various ways. Uh, and the, traditionally, Tigers have been being profitable. Northampton sometimes are profitable, but they're not at the moment. But the Tigers are up for sale, I and mean, that's the other thing. Expect someone to pick up some very cheap rugby clubs. But yeah, that's a good point. If you want to invest in a rugby club in a few years, uh, yeah. maybe six to twelve months. Yeah, let, let me tell you something else, which is you know an unbelievable bit of bad luck, which is central revenues are down by twenty seven percent. Central revenues. Central revenues. That's TV money. Uh, that's everything. Well, everything which comes from um, the from Premier Rugby Limited or Topco as it is now, because the new company Topco owns all that stuff. It's got one extra shareholder, which is CVC, and they take twenty seven percent of everything that comes in anyway. But so they've had this drop in income anyway. So the uh, the match day uh, income is about a third of the t- a third of. The, the revenue for the clubs. And then on top of that, you're losing 27% of your central revenues anyway whilst you're waiting for a new TV deal to be done. But 
there was a trade-off for that. So they knew they were going to be losing that 27% of that income. However, they got the whatever it was. I can't remember off the top of my head. 20, the CBC 20, money. It saves. Yeah, crops. they got 20 million capital, some of which has already been paid back to shareholders. But presumably, hopefully, some of these clubs saved something for a rainy uh, day of if, that massive influx. The clubs that took that CBC money and spent it all on salary of players. <laughs> whoops. <laughs> Whoops-a-daisy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that would have looked like a bad move regardless as soon as Saracen's relegation happened. If, yeah, if, any- if, if, say, if for argument, I'm not saying they did, but had London Irish spent an absolute fortune of their money, their windfall, on players, if... On some very talented players, some of whom have never played for, or have only played one game for the club. Mm. Um, Sean O'Brien even played yet? He played one game, one game one, one off game, the bench. One bench. One start, well, was one it bench. one start, one bench? Oh, my word. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, I mean, this is all secondary to the human cost we're not oblivious to that of course we're just we're just um wargaming well this is the human cost isn't well, it well, well, this, yeah. this is it well this is just wargaming if we even have a league come september yeah i think i think we will but uh, it, it's going to be it might not quite look the same as it currently exactly. does potentially here's one solution potentially could this be the the little shock to the system that means whether it's the top two leagues or the top league alone, ring fencing happens because then you don't have to buy in expensive South Africans. Or New keep South Africans, that's why they're here. Or, yeah. or, or, <laughs> yeah. or, anyway, it might readjust. You might be able to <laughs> skew it more towards young English players from your academy, even more so by having ring-fenced setup of some kind, which might be necessary to, to offload the wage bill. I mean, uh, you know, having experienced a healthy dose of South African players myself, um, <laughs> I, I, I'm fairly, I'm fairly hooked on um, on that particular drug. Mm. I'm not. I, I can be in a rush. I <laughs> won't be in a rush to get rid of them. Let's put it that way. I can see why the the neutrals amongst us exactly. might, <laughs> might like that approach. Uh, but, but another thought is, um, like, Kyle Sinclair is going to Bristol, isn't he? Yeah. And w- yeah, the season finishes uh, mid June or beginning End of June. June. Yeah, whatever. Well, sorry. And um, when do when do rugby contracts usually finish? End of June. So I'd I'd, so. I'd, I'd presume in normal circumstances it would be the end of May, beginning of June. Because norm- so th- this season would be would be anomaly. But you would normally say thirty first of May. After that, you're not playing any games f- for your club. And actually, some clubs who weren't involved in the playoffs, who won't have played. Yeah. From the start of May, we'll start second week in June. They'll yeah. start pre-season. All right, so let's say second week mid-June. Contracts end and start mid-June. Well, yeah. let's let's just call it July now. All right, because first because of, of this, yeah, first of first of July. Of Ju- so thirtieth of June, Carl Sinclair is a Harlequins player, being paid by Harlequins. Yep. First of July, he's a Bristol player, paid by Bristol. Playing for Harlequins. Playing for, for Harlequins. And do you set foot on that field unless you're getting paid exactly what you think you are now worth? Exactly. Yeah. No, thank would, you. Would Bristol want you stepping on that? Hold on. We're paying you. Yeah. Well, yeah, so maybe they come to an agreement and say, Harlequins, Harlequins go, okay, we will pay you for this, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's great. So we will pay you for the, to finish off the season with us. I know it's extended uh, you know, a little bit too long, but we will pay you, right? Good. Done. But then I go, no, I'm not doing that. Because if I took up my, my Bristol contract, I get two or three grand a month more with Bristol. So, yeah, you can pay me what I'm going to get at Bristol. I'll get on the field for you. Problem being, though, is will they go over the salary cap? <laughs> <laughs> and what happens if Sinclair blows his knee out in that last game on the higher salary and doesn't even get to fulfil his future 
five-year deal with Bristol and at higher is, money. Yeah. And this is all without thinking that if somehow the Premiership was able to be finished after the end of the season and it, it finished in mid-July, let's say, or, or, or end of July, let's say, let's just uh, war game that that happens. Then your then your players are playing, let's say June, July, maybe a couple of weeks off in August, and then you're going right through to the end of the Lions at the end of July. Yeah. You're having Ooh. a full year of rugby, like forty eight months of rugby. It's ridiculous. I mean, it does demonstrate one thing. If you know, you said if the if there's an upshot, maybe it's more English players. If my upshot, the one thing I'd like is less rugby. And that's ridiculous for someone who loves the game so much. But we need less rugby. There's you no two ways about it. Players, there are particularly certain players who do need less rugby. They need 16 games a year, I'd say. <laughs> you want to follow the uh, Super Bowl, American yeah, football? Yeah, 20 games a year. And that's across all their teams that they play for. Including the Lions, including England, including the club. I disagree with that. I think that's, I think that's drastic. I think that's, that is too few. But I, I, would, I would happily have... Say, say, say 20, 26. So right now, I think it's 35... In, 35 if you include um, I think five of them can be involvements of 20 minutes or less yeah but so I, I think 26 games feels right just because it works out on average one game every other week across well, a year obviously you don't you don't make your decision about how many games a player plays on, on the potential of a a, a, a pandemic caused by <laughs> someone eating bat soup in, yeah. a wet, in a wet market in China <laughs> sounds delicious mind um, is it pangolin? I don't know. Is it bats? I'd, pangolins. So my, I think it's pangolin. Pang, it's, it's, pangolins think. are my favourite animals, so I, I'm not having any rumours started <laughs> about pangolins. They, they are already pangolin slander. They're the, already the hunted. And, of coronavirus is, is discrimination against pan, 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 pangolins. 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 Yeah. Um, I mean, but if there's one thing about the pangolin, it's just look at them and find them amazing don't they're eat them yes don't well, eat they're, all, they're already and persecuted way, he's, too he's, much because their scales are deemed very important in Chinese medicine he's a massive medicine. hypocrite right because I do not know anyone who will eat the weird stuff that he eats <laughs> <laughs> a massive hypocrite you know, whatever it is if it's cooked he'll eat it Ooh, yeah. right, sometimes if it's not cooked oh, some of the stuff you, we had in would, Japan yeah, yeah exactly the, uh, what did you have in Japan so Anything. We, so there's one um, in the wet th- markets that are just festering <laughs> bacteria, waiting to jump to and mutate like, to humans. In, in Japan, I'm fairly adventurous with, uh, with food, but I'm not. I, I won't go that far. So one of the places we went to was a. Um, so most places either had staff that spoke enough English that you could get by, or they had a Japanese menu with pictures, so you can basically work out what you want. Mm. We found one place in Osaka. Which had neither of those two things, so we <laughs> we order the ten course set menu, and drives the uh, the waiter walks off and gets a little dictaphone, speaks into the dictaphone for ten seconds and then hits play, and the dictaphone says, "Your um, <laughs> your set menu includes ninety minutes." All you can drink. <laughs> Ta- yes. Time starts now. <laughs> so we had that, yes. but then it very quickly transpired. It was ten courses of offal. So it was so, and I, I'm I'm I do like offal. So we had I like offal, but not that much. We had kidneys, which were great. Delicious. We had what I think was sweetbreads, which Delicious. which are good. Um, we had chicken hearts, Delicious. which are good. Liver, good. We had something that was like How steak. Because I know they don't like to cook that much. They like, they like well, things to be in their sort of original 
Yeah. They're nice people to recognise it. Yeah. Yeah. How how cooked were these things? So they were in various stages. The two... Under a light bulb for 10 seconds. Well, the two worst things. So we had... What we worked out was it was pig's intestine that was... So it was black on one side and ice cold on the other side. It was like a skewer that had been charred on one side and was... But it was so rubbery. So rubbery. And the other one was ox tongue sashimi which was <laughs> <laughs> so it's uncooked ox tongue so ox tongue can be delicious it, it does need a good bit of cooking but it was it was ice cold and it was so chewy like you you couldn't chew it, it or you the couldn't one which, break it down by chewing it the one that defeated me was um, what's the French dish you'll say it better than me where basically you just get loads of cold stuff on ice uh, seafood uh, you, it's very famous. Oh, something de mer, yeah, fruit de mer. That's the one. Yeah, I started on that and I thought, yeah, no problem for me. Love this seafood. Utterly defeated. Like when you've got to <laughs> remove snails, with, they give you pins so you can move the raw snails, <laughs> ice cold snails. Like no more of that. But yeah, yeah that's an interesting way to uh, tackle the coronavirus problem for the clubs. Awful, awful, <laughs> <laughs> awful. Yeah. Uh, so, um, here's well, we we can always touch back on this but let's just jump to one bit of rugby one rugby story that actually happened this week well, the, the, do we not want oh, to go through the solutions that the club have okay what, what? well yeah cause okay go on so so we've the, done basically all the problems well and we've missed a few and, and we've, said, we've, probably, said, well, we've said potentially ring fence so you can cut your wage bill is one potential well, solution wage bill is an interesting one right so will the clubs approach the players this week or next I know one club has already done this and say it's time for you to take a pay cut. Fifty percent for the remainder of the season. Yeah, if you, which there's a trade-off there. Um, from, from a player's perspective, there's a trade-off. You've got a contract. Yeah. But if the club goes bump, you no longer have a contract. Yeah, it's gone. So you got yeah. You it's like getting fifty p in in the pound from a uh, unsecured it, uh, yeah. as an unsecured you creditor to, from yeah, a debtor. Some senior players, probably the most well-paid ones. Get them into a room and open the box and say, "This is where we are. This this black line yeah. is our is our expenses, uh, and this red line. Sorry, this red line is our expenses, and this black line is our is our income. Do you see the problem? Yeah. Yes or no? Right. You need to take a pay cut right now. Now we actually have a test case for that, which was Saracens. So yes, my my and that exact conversation when I was listening to um, Ed Griffiths talking to. Um, Will Greenwood, he was he wasn't explicit that he, that was what he did, but it, that was his only option. So this is at the time in January when they wanted to open the books for this year. Otherwise, they're going to do the forensic investigation going backwards. Saracens knew at that point they would be over this year unless they can either jettison players or drop wages or potentially both. And it yeah. turns out they couldn't do... People weren't willing to do either. But I would have assumed they would have had that conversation. Well, now, it is, it's different in that scenario because because the consequences of the players not taking a pay cut for Saracens then was you'll be playing Championship Rugby next season. Now the consequence is, well, this 200k that's left on your contract for this year, you either take 100k... Or you might get 25k out of us, yeah. and you will take nothing. The players are in a horrendous situation because, on the one hand, how do you expect the clubs to go to I don't know the marketing assistant and say, "Look, we need to cut your salary, your 18 grand a year salary, yeah. by one day a week, right, to be sustainable." 
But, by the way, the players are not going to take a pay cut. The reason they're in a bad situation is because they seem to be wealthy. They are the highest paid players in the build, uh, people in the building. <laughs> and they seem to be wealthy. But if you take away six months' earning from a three-year period of their career where they have to maximise yeah. what they earn, it's a disaster. Yeah, That's and a it's disaster. when you compare it to other sports as well. Yeah. So, like, there's the um, basketball guy... Youngish lad who's often Isaiah, uh, Isaiah, what's his name? Yeah, but they, they what they earn, their contracts are 10, 20, 50 times more than rugby contracts. Yes, footballers are the same. Rugby, in the scheme of things, compared to Formula One, football, basketball, NFL, they are very, very and small the, relatively. This human nature that you don't earn more money and then spend the same amount that you used to spend, mm-hmm. you're, yeah. you're the house you. Yep. Buy the yep. car you drive. Oh, they've got mortgages. They've got all sorts all of things. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's not that easy. And also, and I know it's so easy to say, but if there are rugby clubs, and I, I sympathise with this, but I, I just kind of think maybe for rugby moving forward, if there are clubs who, let's say it's only an eight week, uh, eight weeks, and maybe four or five home games that they miss out on, if there are rugby clubs that could fold because of that level of. Uh, loss, then I don't think. Then there's an argument to say they're not running their business very well. Well, they're not businesses, are they? This is yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And maybe they need to because get sustainable. A, a, yeah, yeah, get sustainable and have contingency rainy day funds. Know that if something unexpected happens like this, yeah, then you can keep well, the lights on. Okay. Yeah. So there is one more card that they can play, which is, the, which is the clubs. And CVC, as part of the deal, put to one side a 20 million quid fund for marketing and promotion. That is, for marketing and promotion, it's not a rainy day fund, but it is there. And I would say So is that held at Topco or Premier Rugby level? I'm not, I'm not sure where, where it's held, but there, 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 there are conversations to say, look, this is an emergency, you know? This is... I, I, it's for marketing and advertising. Yeah, but yeah. what are you going to be marketing and advertising yeah. unless you give us that cash? If we all go bump... But 20 million quid isn't very much. I mean, across all the, all the teams are going to want some of this. You know, yeah. If I'm... Including Newcastle, well, yeah. presumably. Are Exeter still giving away their... Uh, or giving away their um, uh, Saracens, Saracens money. money. I hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. By the way, we could do with more owners like uh, Nigel Ray at the moment because, um, <laughs> you know, the ability to spend money deep is... Deep pockets. Yeah, yeah. deep, deep pockets. Uh, yeah, so if I'm, you know, name the club owner, because these guys as well, you don't remember what club owners, they are ferociously competitive anyway, mm. and they're super switched on. Not No one is going to say... Worcester, I'm not saying it, Worcester need it, but you know, Worcester, that's okay. You can have financial assistance from the league, but over here at Sale Sharks, yeah, we'll go without thanks. I'll just spend more of my child's inheritance on propping up this club. They're not going to do it. Yeah, it has to be an even split, doesn't it? Yeah, for anyone, if anyone needs it, everyone gets it. So that's that is like their ace card. But when that runs out, I don't see what else they've, they've got to do. Well. We are going to have plenty of time to talk about this because I think, as I say, that the the suspension of the league will be imminent, and then we'll get a we'll get a feel over the coming weeks as to whether that might be temporary or more permanent in I, terms of this season. My feeling is there won't be another ball kicked or passed this season. And, and, what, and I'm just trying to work out because, in terms of what is the reason why behind closed doors isn't a solution for some of these I was sporting events. That. 
Well, you, you I, still got... the, the game today was meant to have gone on at, at AJ Bell, the Premiership Rugby Cup final. Uh, the only reason it wasn't, nothing to do with crowds and mass gatherings, it was to do with one of the support staff at Harlequins. Allegedly, yeah. Uh, either get, getting a positive test or being in contact with someone who had a positive or test. Self-isolating or self-isolating. Or self-isolating, yeah. whatever the case is. As a precaution, they said, right, well, game's off because we, we, you know, safety first. But it was nothing to do with the crowds. No. So yeah, because there, there is no, there's no official ruling on the crowds in the UK. No. As it, as we sit here right now. So, is there not any way that could happen? It seems like all sports are going on this, on uh, down this same route. So I'm assuming that that's not. Possible. Uh, well, I think it's more of a political thing now, rather than a, rather than a practical thing. And I'm kind of for this, which is. You know, if football was cancelled and a lot of other teams have, a lot of other things have cancelled, we do sort of need to show a bit of solidarity with the other sports. And solidarity is not a word I like using often. But if they're if they're all doing it, I think rugby should pull its weight. And it's not great, but I think it's what should be happening. Just if you were to play a game behind closed doors, so you've got like the Manchester United football match was earlier this week yeah in I don't think it was in Austria that was, yeah. ama- well, that was amazing by the way I caught a bit of it and just there was one person singing it was amazing <laughs> and also there was one uh, was it Paris Saint-Germain there was a game behind closed doors as well was there there was someone, something like that anyway I think it was Neymar scored a goal and his set I was like, oh god, that's why we need crowds. Yeah. <laughs> the noise he made when he scored, it was really high pitched. He went, yeah! <laughs> 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 well, so the, there was another game, was it Ajax? Was it a game in the Netherlands where just fans congregated outside the ground? So they w- oh, yeah. they watch it on TV and then they want to come and celebrate. So a, f- a crowd of several thousand people gathered outside the ground, knowing well, that it was happening. About, uh, free-to-air TV. So they're saying, or some journalists were saying, uh, that they should really be free-to-air now because everyone can watch it at home and you don't have to congregate in pubs. Which, I guess there's some logic there. I yeah. can see that. I don't think a game without a crowd is worth it. I think on a one-off it is worth it. You know, if you wanted to facilitate the Champions Cup and you had one more game to go, and for whatever reason it is, the safety issues with the crowd or whatever it is, you just do the one game behind closed doors. Fine. Doing more than that. But, yeah, a whole season behind closed doors is just not worth playing. Well, So how many people, if you're going to do it behind closed doors, so you've got 23 on each team plus referees, so you've got 50 people actually on the pitch... Mm. Plus then, TV crew, By the way, camera crew. So you're talking, well, you're comfortably talking more than 100 people yeah. to do it. But by the way, the cricket's been suspended. I can't think of a better game in, <laughs> like, for people who don't need to be close to each other. To play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I used to go to, uh, I used to do the evening show on a nice hot sunny day when there was county championship matches at Lancashire Cricket Ground, yeah, which is just up the about road. a mile from where we are. Yeah. Yeah. I used to go and sit in the stand and, and uh, just read a book and write my notes and watch it, a bit of county cricket. It was brilliant. It's nice, isn't it? Do you know what? I do not utilise being so close to the yeah. ground. It's such a good venue as well. I'd, yeah, I tend to only go to maybe one game a year. Yeah. And it's, it's e- awesome, e- isn't it? either walking or on the tram. You can be there in, what, ten minutes from yeah, <laughs> if we left here now? When, when, uh, when, when we're past this awful virus, I'm going to make the I'm, I'm gonna make the effort to go to more cricket. Yeah, t- hear me now. Believe me later. At least one twenty twenty game. Just a, a Lancashire. You know, people are really going through some hardship. But no, I'm go- I'm gonna <laughs> I'm really going to stick my neck out and say I'm going to go to more cricket uh, once this is over. I'm Good. with you. Uh, yeah, definitely. I'm down with that. <laughs> right, uh, citing commissioners 
and the and the bands that they handed down to Manu Tuolangi. Do they matter? To Joe Marler. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, are they matches or weeks? Well, well just on, on, on a principle <laughs> level, they're not going to affect... <laughs> yeah, they, they, they're immaterial now, aren't they? Completely Maybe. immaterial. I have seen it before where it's been treated as matches because who was it? It was one of the All Blacks had a three-week ban and there was only two games in the period, but there was a a half-and-half Mitre Cup trial match yeah. in that period that they classed as a was game. Sonny Bill? It might have been Sonny Bill. Bill, yeah. yeah. And also, <laughs> Sale Sharks played Sale FC. Yeah. <laughs> a hastily arranged game. <laughs> on a Sunday, suddenly there was news that there's, there's a game on a Monday on. night. Yeah. <laughs> that counts. <laughs> Full of See, concussion boys and Chris Ashton. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the bands, the what would seem like inconsistency compared to the severity of the crime and the uh, punishment. So we had Marla, 10 weeks. Uh, two and a half months. Yeah. Just two and, and a half I months. Think I, so I would give him that. I think so he I'm, deserves it. I'm actually okay with that. But then when you... Com- as in, I understand the principle, the low end was 12 weeks. There was then some, some adjustments to the sanction. He got a few I weeks I off... I don't think... But my issue with the Marla one is that they had no choice but to give him that. Because they charged him under law nine point two seven about grabbing, squeezing, or twisting the testicles. When when I kind of think, just I think be, that's just, exactly what I'd hit him with. Just because it was the, just because it was around the bollock area, doesn't mean <laughs> what do you think he was grabbing. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Listen to me. It doesn't mean it should be dealt with by nine point two seven about grabbing, squeezing, and twisting. Which <laughs> none of which he did. What he did it was a little was, tickle. Was, what he did was bad sportsmanship, trying to goad someone. Into something, and that could have been dealt with very differently. So they had no choice. Throw the book at him. They had right? no choice. <laughs> like, you're, you're, if it was a sale shark player, you would no way you'd be saying. I that. absolutely would. Right? No, you I wouldn't. Would. I no, you wouldn't. You just don't like Joe Marler. I do like Joe Marler. I think Joe Marler is a is a phenomenal asset to the game. He's got to be careful not to get carried away with his own with his own character sometimes. But he is an asset, and I do like the guy. And I think he is a phenomenal. That that's the other thing. All this carry-on takes away from what a brilliant player that, that, that they actually is. So that's probably the biggest shame of it. He's probably the best loose head on the planet, or top three. Yeah, certainly the top few. And we're talking about him squeezing genitals. We should be talking uh, about what a great player he is. Tickling. So we, what we need... What, tickled. What we need is... And we, actually, we don't know. Alan Wynne should say, was it was it testicles? Was it... I don't think Alan Wynne should say what I said anymore. I'm happy. I don't think he should any remorse. Uh, yeah, I thought it was. It, it, it doesn't but, need to be on TV. Well, come on, come, yeah. so, right, yeah. so, so let's not go through that. An, but an, attem- comp- an attempted joke that was in poor taste and and naive and stupid, which we can all agree on. Probably even Joe would would, would agree with that. Uh, yeah, well, I said it's bollocks. Two and a half months <laughs> off. Yeah, uh, Hadley Parks always high, made contact with Manu Tuolangi's head, cut him above his right eye, not even sighted. That that was remarkable, actually. That mm. I didn't get cited. Um, uh, genuinely remarkable with, yeah. the, with the way that the, the game is right now. Yeah. I'm just astonished. Yeah, because it was as you said last yeah. week. It was the position of the tackle was exactly what World Rugby are trying to cut out. Mm-hmm. He was high body, high body shape. Yeah. The the head of both players in the same area, head on shoulder or shoulder on head. Yeah, M- Manu astonished. Gets, Manu gets four weeks. Manu gets four weeks. And yeah, how us? I mean, it was six weeks reduced to three for his first defence or first red card or yep. whatever because it's only yep. his fourth international test match or whatever it is uh, but a full-blooded punch yep. to, the, think, to the cheek and yeah. nose I know, of an yeah, the st- I think three I th- weeks I think not that it makes it right but it certainly mitigates it for me a little bit 
I am sure that Hanning poked him in the eye. Yeah, yeah. About thirty seconds beforehand, a totally no, different you, if you, player. If you run it in thing in, if you run it in real time, it's about you know. What ten seconds? So did, did oh, all so, oh, right. I can I can I can understand. Yeah, yeah. He had time from grabbing one player to break from that, grab another player who he then lamped in the face. Yeah, I bet you know maybe his vision's impaired or whatnot. I don't know. But I think <laughs> if I get poked in the eye, it's one of the few times that I could possibly he didn't get look. poked in the eye. I think he did. I really think. Well, he Well, didn't even get sighted. Yeah, and Haining should have been sighted. And Jamie Ritchie gets battered for oh, mate, it. Mate, come on, come on! You you can't mit- you can't have a mitigation that one guy did something a minute ago and a different player who didn't do that. It was all part of the instead. same fracor, though. I, I don't actually know if they did mitigate for that. No, I don't know if they no, did. They did. No, they didn't. I'm saying I would have. But but yeah. th- but three weeks. I just think it's a really weird, uh, not a very good look for rugby. And uh, some point has been made by some interna- uh, some ex international. Would you rather pe- players are allowed to? Grab each other's cocks or punch each other in the face. I don't think we should describe it as grabbing someone's <laughs> cock. <laughs> what do you like to describe it, Tim? Well, uh, we're going to introduce new uh, 9.27A, which is which is for tickling, <laughs> specifically tickling. for tickling the genitalia. Yeah, a, a, an attempted an, 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 an attempted joke to go to player in very poor taste, <laughs> bad sportsmanship, bad sportsmanship um, that was stupid. Yeah, punching someone in the face. Full blooded. I mean, yeah. I, I would think about the potential. What, what about the kids? It was lucky that Howas didn't actually connect full on because Jamie. It's, yeah. it's, there was an element of glancing. But had Marwan Howas. 120 odd kg? Yeah. Not an exaggeration. He punches someone in the head full blooded. He could kill someone. I do it's not, not disagree with you one bit there. Yeah. yeah. It is much more He's an international tight prop that is yeah. massive. Yeah. yeah. It's a good point that. And with. So if it was not Jamie Rich, who's an international back row, if it was a scrum half, it was Ali Price or someone else like that, Like there is a reason why in boxing there are weight categories. Yeah, You could get legitimately a 125, 130kg bloke punching a 75, 80kg 80 bloke and doing some serious, serious damage. Yeah, when you put it like that, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, saying at all. It is a more serious crime, but I think it's also a more common crime. Not that it makes it any better, but I, I do, mm, yeah, yeah. yeah I, it do, it I, does... I, like, I, if you got twelve weeks, I'd have been happy with it. If you got three, weeks, I just don't really care that much. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. raise my heckles like the Joe Marler thing does, mm. rightly or wrongly. Okay. Um, with I was going to say what Marler wasn't. It? Oh yeah, no, I wasn't. I was going to say another band ca- came in. Did, did you hear about this one? <laughs> I got four uh, is, weeks. Is that is that the reason why me and you were on, both on the sideline watching Tok H? Yeah, this week? exactly. I got a bloody four week ban. Four weeks. Four weeks reduced. Your first to, ever red card. My first ever red card. It didn't get. Did it get reduced for good behaviour? Yeah, down to two weeks to teach me a lesson. I'm 35. I've never had a red card in, in my in, in my life. I don't need a lesson. I don't need a lesson. But no. Uh, what they, they were going for one game, which I would have served anyway. Two, two, uh, I got two games. And I read the referee's report. I came out like, a, like an absolute angel. An angel. <laughs> I, I don't know what the other what guy An angel say? who charged in. I've, I've got the, I might tweet the report later. Um, yeah, so it's, it's very nice. So you're in good company. Harry Williams got a two-week ban for the uh, similar Consistency. 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 Yeah. Exciting titles. Wow, this is a first. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the, so yeah, comparing those two things, that makes sense. But comparing other things, was, maybe not always. I bought myself a, bo- 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 I bought myself a bottle of Chablis, 
Uh, and then I watched the Talk H game <laughs> ah, from ah. the sideline with my dear friend Harry and Phil came, Phil, Phil came along. Got a few few cans of beer. Got some IPAs. Uh, yeah. Got and some was... uh, Burton Road Pale Ales from the club. Exactly. And it was a really, really nice afternoon watching rugby. It doesn't make me fear, his reti- fear retirement as much as I originally thought. Actually, I could get used to, do, <laughs> could get used to doing you, that. You were there in your blazer, in your Prince of Wales check blazer, drinking a bottle of Chablis yeah. on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to do some coaching, but I thought, I can't. <laughs> I can't speak to the team with a with a glass of Chablis. <laughs> I, I can't. I shouldn't really be getting involved in rugby rugby chat on the sidelines. Just ban yourself completely. But you couldn't help yourself. You did have a few words with a few players. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. One or two Ra- quite. Raise the spirits. Yeah, and it, and it was a good win. It was a great win. It was a great win. Do you know what really is annoying? And and it's only banned for two weeks, right? So I've only not been in the team for two weeks. Is how much of an outsider you feel, even even not being in the team for two weeks. So you're such a fraud. So yeah, I had almost every season I played, I had a significant injury that mm. meant I was at least four weeks and sometimes even up to four months on the sidelines. And it's, you end up like you're totally detached from the rest of the team because you're, tra- you're training with the physio. Yeah, you you'll go and watch week in week out. Certainly, um, certainly home games. Watch every single game. But you're you're not warming up with the boys. You're not travelling with the boys. Nope. You, you're not training with the boys because you're in the in the gym with the You've physios. Only got coffee with the boys. Are you not even coffee with the boys very yeah. frequently. As it sat, is you do feel totally detached. I sat in the change room after the game, uh, having a beer, and I thought I, I don't deserve this. <laughs> I wasn't part of this win. I wasn't part of this part of this effort. So yeah, it's uh, I can't wait to be back playing next week. If there is any rugby next week. Well, Ooh, yeah, yeah, I was wondering about this. I've got I've had some friends over today, and they were they, they were chatting, and, and they took their kids to a, <clears throat> a football game this morning. And uh, it was a friendly because their league has been suspended, but the teams decided to play anyway as a friendly. But they said, oh, I don't want to do that because all the kids hated it because there was no league points on offer or whatever. Mm. So they're not going to bother in future. But if all leagues are suspended, do you reckon some people would just play games off their own back? I don't, I don't think know. you can do official club games. No. I think there is rules could, about yeah. wearing kit and whatnot. Surely, um, like, touch... You could God, no. If you just get some... <laughs> I know you like full contact. Well, netball then, Jay. You can play netball. I would play netball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Netball will be fine. Netball, netball, netball will be a nice uh, step in. It's, it's far superior to touch. <laughs> it's uh, just, it's just, I mean, yeah. If there's nothing going on, I mean, if, oh. if, if at some point we're going to be how Italy, Greece, France are. Yeah, Spain. Well, Spain. I have no idea how it's going to. Hubei province, Wuhan. Mm. Um, I did a radio show from my loft. On Friday, did you? I was, I was the guinea pig. I was the test, um, just to check it would work. It, it was, it was, yeah, brilliant. Well, part of the worked. problem with that will be it worked. Um, broadband widths are going to be used up more oh in, in local areas because lots of people will be working from home. Selfish people <laughs> are doing high fidelity radio shows. Like, yeah, or I, trying if to. Shares, if you had shares in Pornhub right now, absolutely. <laughs> 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 Jay, you always joke that. Um, that your, your first sign that the world is ending is radio goes down, yep. phone signal goes down, Wi-Fi goes down. And I've had a few mo- just because everyone's a little bit on edge, I've had a few moments where you're like, hang on a minute, I've not had a WhatsApp for like 45 minutes. Exactly what's going is, on here. Is, is, it, is it happening? Is the world ending? I always think there'll be, I'll be listening to radio and it'll just cut, it'll just cut out 
and we won't know why. And then maybe in that, maybe ten minutes later, we'll have a public service announcement, and that's the or the, the lights the start to, yeah, but to now go. We know, now we know what it'll be. It'll be uh, on Virgin Radio anyway. It'll be because um, JB's <laughs> using too much bandwidth <laughs> round the corner from where I am. Uh, two I, I two streets away. On air, I, I, JB in his with his 4K setup in his basement, <laughs> his soundproof basement. <laughs> no, it'd be you, Tim, recording your show in WAV because you're selfish. I, can't, I, mean, I could do my radio show from down here in the dungeon. You could do. Could I build Virgin for that? Mm. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be keen to. I'd be keen to take some some of that Virgin money. <laughs> um, there, was, there, was, there was some signings, uh, some official sign, uh, some official signings this uh, this week. Remind me. Well, your boys have. Oh yeah, Madigan. Madigan's gone to Ulster. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not. Well, I don't mind that. He's handy to have about, isn't he? He'll be very handy as a backup fly half because it's Billy Burns and then Mike Lowry. Kind of kids. Mac- Lowry. Lowry. He played more fifteen. He's not played a huge he played amount. A huge amount this year, has he? Yeah. Mike Lowry. <laughs> uh, who's the other one that you've got? Billy Burns. Billy Burns. Billy Burns. Oh, I can't even oh. remember the the young lad because Johnny McPhillips went to Leicester. Leicester. Uh, did he go via Newcastle? Because I think he's in Newcastle. Oh. Um, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice to have a let good. Let Heron go. Let Johnny McPhillips go. Yeah, yeah, it'd be nice to have a good um, backup to Billy Burns. And Billy Burns is playing very well. So Madigan, player, Madigan would be what? Madigan's a good player, but Madigan would be a backup. What so. are the signings? Uh, and the other one is which we announced last week, which is not official. Is Sam is Sam Hill sell shocks? Yeah. Yeah, did you see the Sail Sharks official press announcement? I'm going to direct this more at Tim because I'm not sure I want to know your your thought, your propaganda thoughts on this, Jay. The, so it's Sam Hill's the official announcement was Sam Hill running in a Sail Shark kit, holding a ball, yeah. and you look at it, and I'm pretty certain it was Byron McGuigan's body with Sam <laughs> yeah, Hill's I was, face I was photoshopped it. on have it. Have they very cleverly photoshopped a Sail Shark's kit onto, onto him, him. Onto Sam Hill, or have they just taken Sam Hill's head? And I think that's the easier one of the two. I, I definitely... Remember, that's that... not fair on Sam Hill, because he's got outstanding quads. They, yeah. They, Byron's got outstanding quads. Oh, no, Byron's quads just are great, just, but, just but, but Sam Hill is particularly... I mean, one of the best-looking <laughs> men in the Premiership, Sam Hill. Is he? Yeah. Let me have a look at this. Devilishly handsome man. I mean, him and I've, I've called it before. As a, as a centre partnership, him and Henry Slade are the, are the best looking pair uh, I in need the Premiership. To, uh, I, I, can you just Google, Google them for me? Shall I get him on Instagram? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Oh, uh, Henry Slade uh, expecting um, yes. a baby. I saw some pictures of him and his missus in Dubai. Dubai, and, yeah. Congratulations, Henry. Uh, Sam. Yeah, so there's, there's the picture of Sam Hill. That is definitely Byron. Yeah, I'm. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty confident it was Byron. It could be Luke James, possibly. Yeah, I think that is Luke James actually. Ah. whose body is this? That, there you go. Look, look, just... look, at, look at that strong jawline. I mean, there's there's various Oops. pictures. Let's have a look. Yeah, very handsome. Very, very handsome indeed. Very handsome indeed. And uh, yeah, I'm sure lots of neutrals would like to see him play. He's a great replacement for Van Rensburg. So is Van Ren- Van- Sorry, when I say replacement, Van Rensburg's not leaving. Okay. Um, what I mean Back by up. that is yeah, oh. someone who can do the same job. Nice. Who's that with him? He, he- Sorry, I've, been, I've just shown Phil a picture of Sam Hill and someone else. Someone who looks a lot smaller than Jane, Sam Hill. Uh, Joe Snow. Joe Snow. <laughs> Joe Snow. Uh, Joe Snow and Sam Hill, but Sam Hill's in shape. Check that out. 
Crikey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'll... Yeah, that's a good... Uh, that's a good backup for... Uh, Van Rensburg. And it's probably not a million miles off like for like. No, that's the problem they've got, isn't it? Van Rensburg is such a unique talent. Yeah. You don't know how to replace him. Yeah, because Luke James, definitely not. If you put um, Dupree into the centre, definitely, definitely not. not. Well, it depends you, which Dupree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, the one that plays second row sometimes. Yeah, him. That, that'd be more <laughs> like it. Uh, and Luke James is great, but you just got to play a completely different way. So it's about, a bit more about continuity and style of play, I think. It's a great signing. Oh, and just, just my point on the... Oh, those quads. I've just shown... I'm just quads, show a picture guns. Of, a picture of, Sam Hill. Have a look at Sam Hill's quads. Yeah. Nice, nice. Definition. Just, just and uh, Definition and volume. Was he, yeah. co- was he Cornish <laughs> Pirates and then Bristol? Uh, I seem did to he remember Bristol? Playing. I remember playing. Or did he play against Bristol in the playoffs? That might have been it. I'm sure he was at Bristol. So his Wikipedia is just listed as... Um, Exeter, although he does said he spent early years of his professional career dual registered with Cornish Pirates. So I think I remember, was it we were watching it where Dave Ward was playing? Gavin Cattle. Cattle, or Kettle. Net. Kettle or Cattle? Who was, was the pro? Alan Paver. Alan Paver, Paver. yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Rob, Rob Hunt, the, the guy with the stuck his bum out. What was his oh, name? Oh, we went oh, to yeah. Gloucester. Oh, Rob, Rob. He, he stuck his Great bum right shout. out in the kick. Yeah. The fullback, Rob Cook. Rob Cook, yeah. Great shot, that. Um, that is a good shot. Yeah, that team. Uh, Nemo was the other one. Oh, Ian, Ian Nemo. Ian Nemo. Nemo. Yep. Or Nemo. Nemo. Yeah. Finding a Nemo. Yeah, it was a good team. Very. Oh, and did did they have a Welsh fly half? Oh, you're testing I want to me say now. Jason. I want to say Jason Strange, but he played for no. He was definitely Bristol. It's got it's good few years ago that. Yeah, it must I'm have been sure about played that game. 2014 or something. Yeah, I'm certainly played that game actually. Hmm. I'll, I, I won't do it now because it might take a bit of time. I'll, yes. look, I'll look back at some point. Yeah, excellent. Well, I, that's longer than I expected to, to be able to talk about Sam Hill for. What do we? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. <laughs> and Maro Otoji potentially going to Racing. So that's interesting. So And, and the Vunapola brothers considering Super Rugby for a season. Oh, mm. Yeah, the, the Maro one, though, uh, I believe that Eddie Jones might be looking to invoke the exceptional circumstances no. clause. Well, right. so he was trying to, yeah. according to the way it's been reported. He's fine for it, but it needs to be signed off by PRL. 
Yeah. And they said, no, 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 you're not doing that. So partly that, to one of the, the sources I read on this, su- suggested that the exceptional circumstances clause has been tightened in the last couple of years to only allow for for injury circumstances. And I completely agree with them here. So what I think is the reason these rules exist, if you're going to, I mean, okay, let's let's just go back a step. These rules maybe shouldn't exist full stop. That, that's a whole yeah. debate in itself. Because it's artificially limiting players' yeah. earnings. But yes. if you're going to be faithful to the reason that the rules are in place, then I am fully in favour of enforcing it in this situation, which is keep the best players in the Premiership as a product rather than losing them and still saying that they can play for England. So if Mario wants to play... He can play in England, he can play in the Championship, or he can take a little little less money and come into one of the Premiership teams. It's up, it's up to him. He, what he can't do is he can't just go over to France, take seven seven figures. Well, he can do that, but, but he can't. For England. He can't get his Lions. yeah. He can't get his two hundred fifty k. Yeah. Well, the Lions overlap with their season as well. Yeah. Now, presumably, the Lions wouldn't count for this. He could play for the Lions if he was at Racing. As I understand it, no. And the reason is because you have to be eligible for your country. Your country. So it's not about being eligible for the Lions per se, because the Lions are owned by the four unions. So the yeah. unions wouldn't say, "Yeah, this guy isn't eligible for us, but he can definitely play for the Lions." It wouldn't make any sense. So I, I think I'm right in saying that the Welsh players who are playing in the Premiership who are not eligible for Wales, for instance, couldn't then go and play for the Lions. But the Scottish players. Like Byron, yeah, could play for the Lions and should yeah. play for the Lions, quite, quite, quite frankly. And Finn Russell, he who is eligible, yeah, um, even if he's not been playing. Was Johnny Sexton at Racing at the time? No, he must have. Come no, back. Cause he, cause he I'm, I'm certain. Ooh. I certainly came back. Um, but for Marrow, so if we just ignore the Lions element to it, because actually the French season finishes mid-August and starts again. Uh, Three days after, mm. also in mid-August, he might not, if he plays the full French season, including playoffs, he might not even be able to go on the Lions tour because he'll still be playing for Racing. Yeah, exactly. So if we ignore that for a second, it does become a straight toss-up for: does he want to drop down to the Championship, play lower level for his twenty games or however many of those he plays, but get the ten to fifteen international games of which he will be nice and fresh and play in the highest standard. And good money. For yeah, he'll be on Saracen's money plus his twenty five K game for that ten to fifteen games. Or does he want to experience something totally different, new setup, new city, new culture, and get the what is alleged to be seven figures or so a million I pounds. I think Mario would be fantastic at wrestling. Yeah, and yeah, I, I think just the long term, right, isn't it? The long term benefit for him could be significant in terms of his development, and also his, you know, his market marketability. Uh, well, you're in Paris in that kit, winning things. Think of his image rights. Yeah, think of seeing that picture up on that jumbotron. Yeah. Oh, the clap. On oh, the jumbotron, signature hand clap. I'm surprised Nigel Ray is not driving him. To yeah, Paris. <laughs> I, I, I would actually quite like to see it. Albeit, it would mean that he could not play for England unless there is a significant injury crisis in the second row slash back row department. Yeah, and without Cruz as well, actually England are starting to look rather threadbare at second row. Maybe not threadbare, but yeah, three, it's questionable. Three years out from a World Cup, I'm fine with that. So I'm, I'd be fine with it. I would definitely want uh, Marrow in a Lions squad. There's no Marrow. 
There's no cruise, Chris. So Laws and Launchbury would be your first choices. Yules. Yules. <laughs> Yules is a tight head eight now. He's not playing second row. <laughs> yeah. uh, as for Yules, not my kind of player. But um, it, I mean, there's plenty of other boys you could call on. Slater, Atwood, um, what's his Will name? Spencer, uh, Moon, Ribbons, Johnny Hill. Yeah, there are there are lads. Hill. I mean. They're not Mario Toji, are they? But no. there are lads you can call up. Yeah. yeah. But another, you're right. Yeah. Another There's signing one though, that did happen, has gone through. Geordie Reed from Ealing Trailfinders, good flanker, Australian with the big dreadlocks. He's going to Gloucester next season. Nice. Um, it looks like a good it's a value signing. Yeah. Will he will he have to do so Gloucester's initiation is shave your head. <laughs> Although Cipriani never did that, did he? Everyone but right. Sippers did so, yeah. that. I had a big debate on everyone's favourite social media platform about Rugby culture and yeah, yeah, initiations, but, right? But Gloucester, just just to clear, Gloucester have a shave your head policy, so no, he, no, he's dreadlocked no, no. Like, and a milk challenge. You have to download yeah. the milk. Let me be yeah. very, very clear. <laughs> nobody, yeah, nobody, which should be found from. Um, nobody has ever has to do an initiation. Yeah. If you're really good at rugby, <laughs> <laughs> there are ways to get around the horrible part about rugby. It's incentive it. to be great. Yeah, be great. Yeah. No one tells Danny Cipriani <laughs> to neck milk. You pour it <laughs> he will neck milk if he, if he wants. If he wants to neck milk, he will. He will do it. If you're not good at rugby, like me, you've got to drink everything which is put like put in front of you. It's the only way you'll be accepted. Did you see that little uh, tete-a-tete that happened on social media? So I, there are some people. It was in the wake of the last leg on Channel Four. Yeah, mentioned the Joe Marler thing, and in and in the wake of that, some people. Um, on rugby Twitter, which which ha- have valid opinions and I respect them, uh, but he's not real life as we've established. Yeah. Uh, they were saying that they basically made it, uh, blown it up, blown the Joe Marler incident up into rugby culture <laughs> needs culture. to change. It, it's too laddish and this this all needs to not change. Not laddish enough. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Well, well no, here's the thing: if you no, put a bunch of lads together, they'll behave like lads in the same way. You put a bunch of chickens together, they behave like chickens. Well, it's just what happens. In my experience, and I, I, I've had points in my career where that was part of the reason, a big part of the reason why I was part of a rugby team yeah. because I loved all that. It was brilliant, and I would, t- would take an active part. And there were other times. I remember I was one of the, f- I, I was the only person at Broughton Park when we played. I was just playing sort of, you know, casually mm. after I'd my sort of good playing days with it it was just a social thing just well, just I wanted to play rugby so I was playing at level 6 and uh, I was the only one in the squad who had kids so I basically said to the guys no I'm off pretty much straight after the game see you later gotta go I'm off gotta go never an issue yeah no one so the you're not accepted. No, that's no, not a thing. It's no, not a I've thing. never you... not been accepted and I've never seen anyone so I've 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 played rugby with uh, muslim guys who don't drink uh well I played just uh, as accepted what was his name what was his name I played with a Muslim fella who literally could not. He, he had he had to play tight head prop during, during Ramadan. That's bloody hard. <laughs> Eighty minutes of prop. Cheers, mate. Well, Sonny Bill, because um, at the time Ramadan fell at fell at certain times. It was summer in New Zealand, Australia, when he was playing uh, rugby league. So he yeah. was having to play in thirty five degree heat. Having been fasted. So one of the things that I always think, right, is they obviously never thought this Ramadan thing through, did they, when they first invented it? Careful. (laughs) Because it's got to be daylight hours, right? But what if you live in, like, the North or South Pole? I mean, you're really screwed, aren't you? If you live, like, Alaska... (laughs) <laughs> it could, it, it, Very northern Norway. Yeah, it could be really, really... For difficult. three months of the year, 
Yeah, and it just so what apparently so I have asked this question, and apparently what you need to do is our is like an international timetable. So I uh, think okay. they've made up some composite of when the sun comes up and down in certain places, which they can stick to. Thankful, thankfully. Yeah, I'm, I like. I like. I'm glad Allah has uh, come up with a solution. I, I like Ramadan in Manchester. It's really cool. You get like, like where where we are. There's there's plenty of people doing it, and I, I like everyone. Everyone else understands what's going on and sort of helps them along a little bit. How you doing? You all right? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of encouragement. Yeah. How are you feeling? You, you try okay? not to eat in front of people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, but going back to the rugby thing, so my experience is anyone that doesn't want to partake never gets ostracised. You just you, you get get on with it. But I think there's a danger of throwing out the baby with the bathwater and being a bit too precious and sort of going... Because there might be a couple of people who don't drink or aren't lads mm. in that way, then no-one should do it. Yeah, no, that's, that, it. that's it's the about issue I have. Stopping things. Uh, so I think it's a shame that people don't don't drink personally, and the reason I think that is because, for instance, we have a coach at Toc H who is ex Wasps, but he is full vegan and doesn't drink, right? P- uh, but he's also personal, uh, also a personal trainer. It's just a shame because you, I like to have beers with people that I like, you know, and you can, it's just a little bit. Oh well, how do we? Well, we'll just have to go out for a coffee then. And there's another lad who plays on the wing who I'd love to go out for a beer with, but he doesn't drink. And I think, you know, that's probably more what they were trying to get at, which is it is a bit ex- exclusionary, I guess, if we all go out for beers after the game, but you don't want to because you don't drink. But I don't see a way to solve that square out circle. No. And, but it does show that you can do what you can take whatever you want out from the game. Totally. Mm. And and like, for example, I don't think what some people try to portray it as because of the Joe Marler thing, that rug- rugby clubs are awash with people uh, drinking piss and fondling each other's bollocks. No, you might get the odd rugby club that soap the clubhouse floor and do human bowling with naked members of the team knocking down chairs, but that's all very consensual, and it's good fun. And and I just... There's one little example of this. In my school, we had a sick form, and we would have a rugby dinner at the end of... of Just before Christmas, the end of the term, and it was like the social highlight of the whole school year. These rugby dinners were legendary. You go out for this meal where black tie and stuff yeah. and you go out into town and you'd have a big old night of it in Newbury and um, so many people who weren't rugby players played rugby purely so they could legit they, the, it was the only way to buy a rugby dinner ticket and come was by being playing rugby for the school oh. and so many people who were football players or whatever played rugby because they just wanted to go to the rugby dinner. <laughs> oh, and that sums up, that, that's, that's a good little point to, to make, make the point that actually this is an asset and as long as it's done respectfully and yeah, I'm just trying to think, there, the culture that some people are trying to say is the scourge any, of rugby is actually one of our biggest yeah. selling points. That it's, a great, it's great fun. Do you remember any particularly bad quote-unquote initiations? Uh, so... The one that I did um, at Lancaster Uni was uh, cat food biscuits with cream. Jeez, uh, see, I'm not doing that. So, Simply not doing it. So cat food biscuits. Biscuits. So not the cat food on biscuits. So the dry, so very different. The dry cat food biscuits. Yeah. So now I have eaten both types of cat food. Yes, I'm aware of this. this one, one, our earlier, earlier point. One. <laughs> so one is a good example of just boys being boys when they're bored and want to be stupid which so the cat food biscuits with cream bit gross fine Does, nothing yeah. and neck a pint and sing a song that's it yeah I mean, uh, but loads of people didn't do it because you just didn't if you didn't want to do it you didn't come on the social fine yeah you've, you've missed that week 
You're okay. I've dog biscuits and they're you remarkably play. bland. I don't know why the, dogs get so excited. The, the, the wet cat food that I did was three of, three of us. So this was at uni when we were bored, <laughs> bored one evening, didn't want to go out drinking. And, and we were... <laughs> it wasn't even drink-related. No, not, no, <laughs> no. It was, so we were bored and we, 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 we were really into, I think it was Tiger Woods 2004 on the PS2. <laughs> and so we decided to play like... 18 holes on the hardest setting, and if you hit any shots over par, you had to do a spoonful of cat food. Oh, wow. <laughs> just to, and it, that was just because we were bored. Like, yeah, this is what these, happens when people are bored. Isn't yeah, it? These, these are smart blokes, likeable blokes, but you want you want a punishment yeah. that is like, it's you, bad enough to make it interesting exactly. and fun. Yeah. Uh, I, so, yeah, I, I, I shot one hole over par out of 18. Con- Conway Rugby Club, right? Um, <laughs> What's the initiation there? Well, we didn't have initiation, but we had, um, like, birthday drinks. And looking back at it now, Stephen Jones wrote an article today. Uh, the, the, yeah, this is my weekly Steve, Steve, Stephen Jones um, comment. Um, and he's actually right. He's like, when you look back at some of the things that they used to do, it's probably best if we lock that in a vault and bin it. And I think, yeah, maybe. But at Colman Bay, you, uh, like, almost all the team... When Facebook first came out, I was I, I, I was playing that. By the way, Stephen Jones has just described all of human history. We, like, yeah, yeah. Like in workplaces, what you did, people people would <laughs> yeah. smoke out their desk in offices. Yeah, like twenty I, years I, ago, yeah, I'd be all for that still. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, watching Mad Men is, is yeah. unbelievable. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, Facebook had just just come out. And the problem with Facebook is it gave away all of our birthdays. So there was nowhere to hide. So after about a year, everyone on Facebook had got their or every rugby player in Colm Bay had basically set their birthday so it's a summer month so you have to, so you could avoid birthday drinks I genuinely have a best mate called uh, Ben Evans and I do not know when, when his birthday is <laughs> because we are so scared of these birthday drinks yeah. and it was the Yard of Ale and then it was it was up to it might be five double shots like back oh. to back to back it might be in Yard of Ale then a half. And anyway it got worse and worse and worse until the club went this this is not sustainable boys someone's gonna you know, someone's gonna die here this is just <laughs> not something, something, something you can do so that's the worst one that I've seen by just just the stupidity of it yeah I've, I've told this one before but <laughs> so I, I've been a, I've been a captain social secretary for, for in several number of seasons when I've been playing and I always think that I like the f- the fear and the anticipation of, particularly at university, of freshers approaching an, initi- an initiation, <laughs> the and, and the fact that, I, and I think that it shows a level of character. Whilst I Agreed. totally agree with Phil, you cannot come along and you still turn up for training the next week, and no one's going to judge, think mm-hmm. of thing. That's fine, but I th- I think it showed a, a massive level of character that these freshers turned up to the initiation I did. Just turned up, yeah. I thought, fair play, you've turned up, because I told all of them, and I've said this before on the podcast, I think, I told all of them, you need to bring a toilet roll and a banana. <laughs> <laughs> and the psychological torture yeah, of I like wondering that. all week what is going to happen to the, that banana, why do I need to bring a loo roll? And all I did is I, I, I stood them all up in lines, I said, right, bananas out, lads. <laughs> They're all shitting it. You can see on their faces they're scared. <laughs> right, eat that. You need a bit of potassium because uh, you're going to be. We're going to be drinking a bit, so you know. You know, make sure you have got something in your tummy. Eat your banana. That was it. <laughs> like, oh my god! <laughs> and then I went right. Lou rolls out, lads. Oh my god! What the shit? What's going on here? And my housemate um, got a bin bag, collected them all, 
put him in the back of his car, and that was us in Luke roll for the whole year. <laughs> <laughs> so didn't do anything with him. We just had drinks. Yeah, but the, the, the psychological yeah, I like that. turning up was uh, that I is was yeah. It's all about psych- we have the Fords out in Didsbury, and I never tell them what the, what they're doing. So they're guessing for you know bring waterproof kits and a towel, and like why do I need waterproof kit? You know, so it's just the anticipation of what you what you might do. But my philosophy, I, some can undoubtedly go out of hand and do, but n- never on my watch. But I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. generally yeah. speaking, they don't. No, I did see one. No, actually, let's let's, <laughs> leave, it there. let's <laughs> leave it there. We know they can do, and they shouldn't. Uh, what games do you want to preview next week? Yeah, well, what do we? Because in the summer months, we've done a bunch of things down the years, and now we've got the time and space to sort of. Uh, to wander a little bit. What, what well, do you fancy doing? It's interesting because uh, I mentioned it right at the start of the show. Some of the clubs, some of the strength and conditioning coaches, some of the players will be doing almost a mini pre-season. Mm. And we are kind of forced to do a mini pre-season. Um, yeah, what could we do? We could... Well, well, also, <laughs> players are kind of... They might take a break, but loads of players that wouldn't have otherwise been available on Sunday night because they'll be recovering from games might be able to get Get in the dungeon. The yeah. Give them coronavirus in the in the dungeon. It would be, yeah. it would be very popular. Well, they can self-isolate for, on Skype. They, they can call in. Yeah. So we should do that. Sit them next door in the other room and they can call in. Yeah, that's great. I, I, I'd like to interview... I want to interview DOs who played a game in the week and then find out about their game, game down the lower leagues. Assuming the leagues continue yeah. at lower yeah. levels. Yeah, let's do that. Because the Intermediate Cup, right? Now, I know you were laughing at me before. Intermediate Cup, I didn't realise this. The third most senior cup competition in the, in English rugby. Premiership Rugby Cup won. Yeah. In men's, English men's rugby. Yes, in England, yes. So Premiership yeah. Rugby Cup number one. Check, count, uh, the ultimate. County the champ- ultimate prize. County Championship <laughs> number two. County Championship <laughs> number two. <laughs> yep, that's correct. <clears throat> Which, by the way, maybe now we've got less rugby to watch, we can start to appreciate these other competitions a little bit more. The County Championship should be far more exciting than it is. Did you ever play senior Lancashire, Phil? No. No. Never. That's a really tough county to get into. It That's is. Yeah. It's really tough. I mean, my, um, my brother played at Twickenham playing for Lancashire. If you oh, play for Lancashire, you are legitimately Oh, no, did he play for Devon? I can't remember. He, he played at Twickenham a couple of times in the county championship final. Uh, a friend of the pod, Neil Briggs, played his first game of free rugby, he called it, for Cheshire. Do you know why? This yeah. is like last year. Oh really? Yeah. Last year. So he's still playing at Sale FC. Yeah. Right? He played his first game of free rugby. Yeah. Uh, for Cheshire, but why? Because you have to be an amateur to play. No. No. No, because that's not true. Because it's championship, you can play. Outside. Yeah. Because he never played at Twickenham. No. Nope. Because he was sick of all the lads at FC going and playing for, for Lancashire. And the point is, sales in uh, Cheshire. It is, yeah. Yeah, so he made a stand, and out of principle, he went to play for Cheshire. Well, you can play based on what, where your club is or where you were born. Is that right? Yeah. So how the hell... Oh, yeah, a lot of these lads will be Lancashire then. Yeah, it's interesting, that. Because I always thought my, think of myself as a Lancastrian, but now I technically live in Cheshire. Yeah. Because so I am a, I'm about 200 yards south of the River fair, Mersey. Yeah, it's fair to say that the Cheshire team is substantially... Less strong than, than the, the Lancashire team. Well, um, Berkshire was is one of the weakest counties. Yeah, I can't, yeah. Where is so are the counties actually done by county? That sounds strange. But yeah. the counties aren't easy to define, are they? Or are they? They are, except for like you say, there's no Greater Manchester, which technically is a county. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. In terms of municipal, the historic county is Lancashire and Cheshire, and like, yeah. with the Mersey as the split. 
And like Avon is an area, but actually it's Gloucestershire or Somerset. So, so Bath, Bath's in Somerset, Bristol's in Gloucestershire. Is Rutland st- still a county? Because I can't imagine they've got much, much going on. <laughs> It'll be in Leicestershire, <laughs> won't it? Yeah, but yeah. That, that was that was the UK's yeah. smallest county. Yeah, that's so right. is there a Rutland maybe, union? Maybe there is. Or, or maybe, but they might not play in... County hmm. Championship used to be an amazing tournament. I remember being a, a like a about 10 or 11 Newbury Rugby Club and... and uh, ben Ryan's club, is that? Uh, ben Ryan wasn't there at that point. <laughs> okay. uh, my mum took me up to, on a Saturday because Berkshire were playing at Newbury against Cornwall. And Cornwall brought, without any exaggeration, about 15 coach loads of fans. Really? Like, unbelievable. Awesome. The, the, I've n- I'd never seen the clubhouse that busy, and these Cornishmen and women were just on the piss you know, there, all day. <laughs> Brilliant. So there much are fun. some games, and I think we've lost this, but we had the All Blacks and the 20s show up to play a North Wales team. In Bangor, and it was absolutely rammed. And you don't really get that representational rugby anymore, which matters because the pro game is so all-encompassing. Yeah, but maybe and, now we've and got... well, the, the drop-down level, so like the under twenties, is a legitimately good level and it's televised. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe there isn't that it intermediate level. So I was doing the catering for a for an outside catering firm that day. When the all black all black under twenties came, they did not know what to do with Yorkshire puddings. Most of them <laughs> left the Yorkshire puddings. What? Yeah, they, they, that's they a, had, that had is got, a travesty. Didn't have the first idea what these things were. Wow. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I'd like to see. So this is kind of my, my championship point, which is, I would like to see the championship go regional. And if you want to get your high end national exposure, you play for your county. Would, would mm. in, it's in. What I remember when I was a kid, I think it might have been on Rugby Special back on a Sunday night back in the day, but around the time when the count, I remember the county championship being a really big deal, they used to have this thing where, like, South West would have a team. Yeah. We uh, tried the, to the London and the we? South East. Midlands had a team and then North or whatever. They had a team and they had a tournament. That's and, right. and it was kind of thought of as, this is, this is your England trial. Yeah. So what you're referring to there, and I could be wrong here because it's a little bit before my time, but I'm sure that that was an experiment to regionalise the English professional game. Oh no, this was before. I think uh, like Mike Cat was playing in green, and that was like yeah, the Southwest, Southwest. Oh, maybe, oh, maybe it was Southwest. Yeah, because he'd be playing for Bath, right? Yeah, mm. yeah. So he'd be in the in the green of the yeah, and green it and yellow, wrote, green and yellow, yeah, yeah. with the rose on. Yeah. So um, there were some big players playing in it, and I think that's what the idea was because, of course, you had Munster and all the. Uh, the Irish provinces doing that, and they, I think they just try with uh, were playing with different formats so outside of Premiership. That might be a, a nice little way to do it. But then so. then you got that club pull because counties mm. aren't going to be paying them. No, but you know if your rugby is regional, if the <clears> highest <throat> level that you can play, if you're not at the Premiership, is you know level one Lancashire, you'd probably pay for Lanc- for Lancashire for free if that was mm. the main way to get into a national competition. Which is definitely the best way to do it. I mean, we need people. In the, you know, do you know the way that you just said then they bought up 12 coach loads of Cornishmen drinking? It just wouldn't happen now. just no. wouldn't happen. No. And I think that's Well, the county we... Championship's still happening, and I, I, I don't really know. In, I, I don't know where Lancashire play, or Cheshire for that matter. No, you just or open where, up where Twitter one day and you find, someone, find out someone's won the thing in Twickenham, and that's it. You put it back yeah. on. Yeah, they do. They play in, on a rotating basis at the grounds. So they'll play like. Filed. I've never um, seen them at Park. Essentially, played at Park. Yeah, certainly historically they would have played at Park. I've not seen them. Maybe they did. Maybe pa- they did Park's, Park's good facilities as well. Yeah, it's one of one of the best pitches 
in the northwest. Actually, I've not seen about Toc H yet. Maybe I'll work on that. Mm. But anyway, uh, in terms of, yes, so if you are at a local rugby club and assuming games continue, we want to hear from a, a DOR or a coach or Send someone, someone connecting with local yeah, local match reports. We could get someone on. And we also had uh, the red card report that we used to do in yeah. the off-season. <laughs> if anyone has a red card like JB, anyone transgresses, <laughs> let us know what that is. And, right? and the ban, and we can compare how reasonable the, or ludicrous. outraged. Yeah. Con- or not. Contacttechchasers at gmail.com. Contacttechchasers at gmail.com. If you're on the swamp, you can get us in our DMs at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. What else? Like, So I, I like the idea of... At some point between now and next Sunday, the three of us and anyone listening at home, so just when you get an hour free, we watch a class, we agree now a classic game of rugby that we're all going to watch, and we can just spend five minutes reminiscing about. And it might be a two thousand. Northampton Leinster European Cup final in twenty twelve. Yeah. Is that twenty twelve or twenty thirteen? The halftime turnaround. Yeah, yeah, that's a great first one actually to start. Leinster, and it's on YouTube as well. 2012. 2012 or 2013. France All Blacks. France All Blacks, either. A- any of them. 99 or 2007. Heineken, Heineken Cup, Leinster v Northampton Saints. The whole. Yeah, yeah, it's on. The whole. The full match. 14, oh, no, that's 14th of December. That's not the one. You mean the final, don't you? Yeah. 2011 Heineken Cup final. Hang on. Can we not try and find the worst games in history? Because <laughs> everyone's <laughs> going to be doing the best games in history. Leinster v. Oh, that's only six minutes long. What are the worst games that we can that, that we can preview? You're selling can, it to me, Jay. How, ba- how bad a game can we look at? Like the classic three all. Did, did Bath sell to three all? They did. Was it three all? Oh God, no! I'm not watching. I'm not watching game. that. This is, this is the point, isn't it? It's like what? it's like drink, drinking drinking Negronis. <laughs> this is you now, JB. This is lad culture going too far, forcing <laughs> me to, forcing me to watch a game of rugby. Really cat food, but you won't watch three three. <laughs> now there are some lines that I will not cross. I'm not watching Mommy that game again. I mean, could, like the rugby, the 2011 Rugby World Cup final, New Zealand v France. Is there's the full game on on? I know. On Why YouTube. don't we all come with a game that we've all watched? And we no, because I, I th- I, what Phil's saying is we need to pick one and then everyone does it and then we can. So talk what if about I don't it. want to? Here we go, Heineken... Oh, what? <laughs> what if I want to watch the game I want to watch? Well, then, fine, do that, and don't... You can exclude me. <laughs> you can you can do both if you want. You can watch two games. But you're not going to talk about that on a podcast. Like, here's a game <laughs> I watched that no one else has seen or... Exactly. Or cares about. I think we should all watch our own games, come and compare, and it'll tell... <laughs> it'll it'll tell, a, tell everyone exactly what we value in a game of rugby. <laughs> <laughs> or the 2007... Uh, New Zealand v France World Cup quarter final, the Thierry Doucetois. Yeah, that would be a good one to so watch. So that one, or the Saracens versus Claremont, um, one where Berger oh. makes twenty million. Tackles yeah, 30, thirty-six or thirty-eight tackles. Yeah, if you just want to watch great seven play, Wayne Barnes was a ref in that two thousand and seven. Oh yeah, of course he was because New Zealanders didn't like him after that, did they? Oh. What decision did he make? I can't remember. Got no. Is this the one where they turn around, run across the pitch, and then kick the ball out? Oh, in two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. One of the tries. There's a forward pass, isn't there? Is that oh the yeah, th- uh, forward pass by Dan Carter. Oh no, no, no. 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 Um, is it a Michelac or? So that team was Ellisard, Michelac, Try, Yuzhom. Uh, I can't remember the. Uh, 
can't remember the back three. Cedric Haymons. Possibly like Haymons might have been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably there. But d- that was like the. That was arguably the best individual performance of the whole decade from Thierry Dusatois in that yeah. match. Yeah. Oh, no, and, and no, 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 no. I'm talking about the. This, so, bo- actually, both. So, possibly the best individual performance in the 2000s decade was Thierry Dusatois against New Zealand. And possibly the best individual performance in the 2010s, 20 teens, yeah. was Dusatois against New Zealand in the final yes. of the 2011 World Cup. But yeah, no, two thousand yeah, two thousand and seven was was the one where Thierry Dussois made about, about forty tackles. How about the Yannick Nyanga game? No, the Serge Betson you, game. You were at this game. You were in the, it was <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. Millennium Stadium. You were at this yeah, game. Yeah, that's not the game. Oh, look at that! What's his face? Um, Ibanez, the captain, and Richie McCaw. Now, so I have found there's a full version of it on Daily Motion website. It's on, on YouTube. Is it the, the full version? Full version of that. Yeah. Of that. Was what it? about France England, where Serge Betson goes to town on Johnny Wilkinson? Because I bet that would be horribly illegal to watch now. So, I can't remember that. Yeah, so France win, and Serge Betson just goes Smashes to him. town. Uh, he's in his camouflage scrum hat, and every late is is high, it's late, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, and Johnny Wilkinson, <laughs> What yes. year was that? Oh, okay. I don't know. Just type in Serge Betson Wilkinson. I, and I bet two things will... Two things will happen. One, it's nowhere near as ferocious as I remember it. But number two, even though it's not as ferocious as I remember it, it would still be horribly illegal. Yeah, there'd be a dozen red cards if it were to be played today. Yeah. Uh, if you can find it. Well, th- th- otherwise, I've got. A, otherwise, the whole of the quarterfinal of the 2007 World Cup is on YouTube in full. Uh, well, quality, I mean, the one you want to watch is the is the France, the France New Zealand. Game in South Africa. Is it South Africa? France, New Zealand. The one with Chabal. No. no. Oh, no. No, you, no. no, the one in 99, are you thinking? 99, I'm thinking. 99 yeah. is, is the one. Is the one, isn't it? That's the free-flowing classic. Because they're, they're still in the baggy shirts, they aren't are. they? Cotton shirts. Lomu's running, running. France, New Zealand, 1999. Yeah. Uh, one hour, fi- the semi-final of the Rugby World Cup. That's one the one. hour, 15, the full video is on there. Yeah, that's that's the game. Twickenham, yeah, yeah. Ninety was officially in yeah. Wales because that's what the Principality Millennium Stadium was built for. Oh, don't look, there's a um, oh, what's his name? What's that number eight's name? Uh, Tane Randall. Tane Randall. Tane Randall. That's <laughs> it. John Alamu. There'll be a, okay. It's a very Umaga. quick hacker that. I will happily watch yes, that. Yes, let's watch that. I will happily watch that. I'll watch that. Yeah. Right, it's that. on YouTube. We should tweet a link. We'll tweet a link at Rugby Podcast, but it is there. Rugby World Cup 1999, the semi-final. It's one hour, 15 minutes long, the whole video. And I'm going to watch it now, actually. I'm quite excited. <laughs> <laughs> watch that. and we. Do you know what we should do? We should do that as a separate podcast on its own. So do a five-minute... A classic egg- game. Five-minute, yeah. Anyone got coronavirus yet? No. No. Right, move on. <laughs> no, no, we can do one podcast about the local rugby, about yep. stories you might hear, about what's going to happen with the season, all that. But as a sep- we'll, do, we'll do a separate episode where we just look at the 1999... Excellent. On 1999 it. Rugby World Cup semi-final between France and New Zealand. Love it. Wonderful stuff. That's Wonderful. a great shout. And what a great game. There's several full videos on. Nailed it again, eh? Yeah. Nailed it again. I'm right. looking forward to this. Right. 
Uh, we are at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, where that, a link for that video will be put up uh, that we're going to talk about. He's at Jay Beardmore. Indeed I am. I'm at Cocker, if you want to join us in the swamp. Um, follow <laughs> us elsewhere. Do take care of yourself. Drink plenty of water. Sleep well. Eat, sleep, absolutely sleep, and, uh, and eat well for your immune system. Yeah. And uh, don't visit your grandparents. I mean, if you've not already... Uh, not visited your grandparents for a long time, you no longer need to feel guilty about not doing it. So <laughs> there's, a, there's a plus side, isn't there? Uh, but, yeah, stay safe. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.